0: All right, good evening, folks. My name is Travis, and this is Oscar Mike Radio. Oscar Mike Radio is all about on the move, on mission for veterans, always. This is episode 120, and I have a very special guest tonight. Um, I'll give you the back story on him. And just remember, folks, you can find out more November 8th, 2018, 8 p.m. on OscarMikeRadio.com. But all that aside, I have with me a guy who... Uh, helped me out in my life very recently with something big to me, Mr. Steve Kimball with Kimball Paint. Steve, welcome to the show. How you doing? Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, no, it's, it's it's my pleasure. Now, how we met, now folks, you understand you're hearing some background noise. That's because we're in the Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> where we met in September in the parking lot, and it was a very interesting uh, thing. My my back tire my motorcycle had a failure and i was trying to figure out how to load this thing in my truck by myself and i put out a facebook message on irreverent warriors and people made phone calls and all of a sudden you show up steve yep and you're you're very calm and cool and collected you're like hey man i'm gonna help you get your bike in this truck and we're gonna do this thing and and you just calm me down dude i've never forgotten that like i was really like i was nervous because i'm like if i'd been going fast this would have been bad but also that's my baby and you just kind of just took over and told me what to do and got me my head right and straight man and I don't see that very often anymore and and I want to thank you for that before we get started man that was great
1: right on any anytime you know
0: awesome awesome so I didn't grow up around here I don't know if you can tell that by the way I talk but I'm assuming you did did you grow up in the Abington Whitman South Shore area Yes, I grew up in uh, Rockland, Mass. Okay, so you're born and bred here, you're, you're, you're a certified Massachusetts New Englander. What was it like growing up in the South Shore during that time?
1: South Shore, it was, uh, was good, you know. We always uh, out riding quads and down at the golf course, fishing, and just being a kid, it was good times, you know. Good time to grow up.
0: Nice, nice. And I thought you were Marine for some reason. I think it's because one of my Marine buddies got me in touch with you. Uh, when I had my little motorcycle incident, but you're actually Army. Yes, Army, yep. You're growing up, and what made you decide to join the Army?
1: Well, it's probably a shocker to you. Um, when I when I wanted to go in the military, I'm, I come from a family of uh, seven, uh, six boys, uh, one girl. And um, when I was growing up, you know, around age 13, I was uh, sexually abused, not by a family member, but by uh, just a family friend, you know? And uh, kind of, it's the only one I... So I, I ran to the army, you know what I mean? Just ran to the army and, uh, you know, made me a man, you know? Came back and just uh, changed my life, you know?
0: It's sad in a way because I talked to a gentleman by the name of Heath Phillips, who was traumatized in the military, in the Navy, um, sexual, military sexual trauma, and his veteran buddies helped him out a whole lot, but it took him a while to get back. What did you do in the army uh, when you were, when you were in? I was uh, 63B. That's
1: a uh, it's a light wheel mechanic.
0: So you like working with your hands? You like being around machines and stuff like that?
1: Working with my hands, definitely. uh so <clears throat> again, with uh, like with the abuse that happened when I was younger, you know, set me back in school. So, you know, I was a uh, slow learner. I, I you know had dyslexia and dysgraphia. So I wasn't really good with uh, reading and writing or any of that stuff. But I was uh, really good, like take a picture of anything take it apart put it back together no problem in my head so when I was in the military I uh I I kind of like grouped up with a kid that was good with the reading the nomenclature with uh with the military you know everything's like step by step (laughs) and everything has a number and a place to be and and I'm not good at that you know but this other kid was so we worked together as a great team and it kind of was my first experience of uh real teamwork because I felt Everybody else was against me when I was growing up, you know?
0: You felt together like you were a team. Now, I, I'm not, I don't know that much about the Army life. I'm Marine Corps myself. But what was that team aspect like around your brothers in the Army? Was that something that you really held on to?
1: Something I held on to daily, and I still do to this day. I still, I'm still friends with the same group of people no from, kidding. you know, 26 years ago, you
0: know? No kidding. How long were you in the Army for?
1: I was in, uh, in for two years at first, then I re-signed up again for another four, and then uh, I went for four more after that, you know? So it was just on reserves, but I, I was in, you know,
0: down in South Carolina, Fort Jackson. Did you get out as like a sergeant first class or staff? No,
1: I got, in a, I got out as a specialist, you know, okay, specialist.
0: So, so again, the Army was a very, very big part of your life and a very, very big part of who you are and you do that were you ever deployed overseas or i
1: I was luckily enough not to actually um i i when i when i was uh part of the 181 engineers over there in whitman i ended up uh recruiting you know because i had that like you know gift to like uh gab i guess or a gift to like help others and i saw like i was misled when i went in i mean i love mechanics.
0: I was yeah. Did the recruiter lie to you? Did it? Did
1: it lie? But you know, kind of filled the slot they wanted I'm to stretched fill.
0: Stretched just a little bit.
1: Just a little bit, and and what ended up happening was uh, when I showed up down there. I'm seeing all these other people and they were talking about, hey, I'm a mortician. And I was like, wow, I would have loved to have been a mortician because, you know, it would have been like a life-changing thing for you. Plus, they give you a $20,000 dollars signing bonus. So I'm like, whoa, you know? But it's just those different things that I, I was getting from other people when I was down there. And I I wanted to bring that information to other people before they went in so that they wouldn't just get filled in a slot and they could have been anything like they say on TV, be anything you want to be,
0: you know? Right, 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 right. Wow, they have morticians in the army
1: morticians yeah so like if you came out you could have uh you could have actually opened your own funeral parlor because you would have been licensed in every uh, state you know
0: no kidding and i didn't know this either are you is there still a reserve unit in whitman mass there was and they moved down to the cape they, oh. they moved down to the cape yep 181 engineers no kidding no kidding so you got to meet people you got to be around like-minded people you got to you know help people out which is a lot of reasons why we join you know, it's not one of the main reasons, but it's one of the benefits of joining you get to help people out right then and there. Um, what happened when you got out, when you eventually put this aside? So
1: so when I got out, you know, I was uh, kind of like uh, just, I'd say like uh, not lost, but I was like missing, missing, you know, something was missing, you know, so I was always seeking that uh, missing thing, you know, and uh, it was tough for me over the years, you know, because just uh, it was a... It was, a, it was like a loss, you know, your loss of brotherhood, you know, when you're back home and it's just nobody's like, uh, nobody's got you back like the guys in the military did, you know?
0: Nobody does. And, and you know, that's the most common thing I hear is, whether it's, it's Air Force down to Coast Guard, is when they get out, and I experience this myself because of my story, but you, you don't have your your buds there, and these are these are people that yeah you hate them one minute, yep. but you know they'll they'll throw down with you the next minute, and, and so you're out and you're missing that. How did you how did you start getting into what you're doing now, or how did you find that?
1: Well, basically my family was always uh, involved in construction. Everybody, you know, I ever a, had a tough father, a union father, you know, and he was uh, real tough, and he said if everybody in my family you're either union or you pack your bags and leave, you know, <laughs> oh <my. laughs> so. He was a tough, tough, uh, tough nut. You know what I mean. So he was, uh, he was tough. But uh, he wouldn't let you. He wouldn't let you, uh, you know, slack off. He'd, he'd be on you. You know, get to work, earn a living, raise a
0: family. You know, he was. That's how he was. So you got into opening your own business, and that business, is my understanding. Uh, I'll have people. I will have the link, uh, the Facebook link to uh, Steve's page. It's Kimball Painting, right? Yep, Kimball Painting.
1: So, so what it was, was uh, I, I, I signed up uh, years and years ago. You know, I started out as a laborer in the union. Then I went on to be a union painter. And then union drywall finisher, which is part of the painters. And then later on, I become a journeyman carpenter. So, I mean, I'm cross-trade, you know. I mean, I do interior fit-ups, the whole gamut, you know. But I just... I get bored quick, and I I learn quick, but I learn a different way. I learn a harder way, but I learn quick for me, you know, like hands-on,
0: you know, figure things out quick. So it's funny you talk about learning, because I I run into a lot of parents who are frustrated with primarily their their sons, This this is not bashing daughters or girls, but they can't seem to get their sons to pay attention in school. There's such this pressure on being in college and going to college. It seems to me now, though, looking at the guys that I knew who were tradesmen and mechanics, they're, they're, they are don't they have to worry about a job, and they don't have to worry about where their next uh, job's coming from, and they like working with their hands and being outside and, and creating something. I mean, is that similar to what you experienced? Definitely similar,
1: and and the reason why I like ADDYOs or whatever they call that, you know, um, I'm the same way. You get kind of tired of doing the same thing. That's why I like to do the whole, the whole trade. You know, I like to do everything, start to finish, foundation to finish. I do the whole entire job, and I, I love teaching. That's what I really love doing. I tried, I tried to become a teacher. I um, like took the test three times for the Votech, but uh, to become a vocational teacher, and I just I'm not good at tests. But I can probably outbuild anybody that's out there, and the quality I hold the standard like. Really high. I won't. I won't cut corners. I don't cut corners, and everybody I teach, that's how I teach. I mean, I'm a little rough on people sometimes, but uh, it's because I care. If I'm not rough on you, probably because I don't care.
0: You know. Wow. Well, that, that's a lot of people get offended if someone gets tough on them, and I'm like, life's not fair. You, you know. And you're right. There's that aspect of care. So, folks, one of the things I want to make clear about uh, Kimball Payne is it's, it's more than just painting. He does a lot more than just painting and, and where I really started to get to know Steve was watching his Facebook videos about jobs he was doing and things that he didn't like at other construction sites. Safety issues, construction issues, materials, stuff like that and I didn't realize, I mean I did but I didn't realize Steve just how much knowledge you had to have about this stuff to do it well. People don't understand that I don't think.
1: Yep, they don't understand the knowledge you need to know. They don't understand <clears throat> They don't understand uh, the tools you need, the equipment you need. And the big thing that gets me is, um, like, I, I hire a lot of, like, uh, immigrants. I hire a lot of people from all different ethnic backgrounds. And what I say to these guys is, when you come to work for me, and you're slacking off, or you're fucking off, or screwing off, right, you're only hurting yourselves. You're not hurting me, because... You know, you're just holding yourself back from learning. You know what I mean? So what you want to do is invest in yourselves. You know, I'm here. I'm going to coach you. I'm going to teach you and, you know, pay attention. My time's valuable. And if you don't want my time, some other kid's going to want it.
0: And have you ever had that kid who you've, you were hard on him? You were, you were strict. You held him to a high standard, come back five, ten years later and say, you know what, thank you so much for, for doing that.
1: Absolutely. There's a kid, Tyrone Perez, uh, he's from uh, Brazil, and uh, he's worked with me from frame to finish. And uh, there's another kid from from Brockton, you know, really good kid, you know, Gene Silva. When I was, you know, I, I, I get bored quick, and when I was transitioning from carpentry back to the painting, I, I didn't leave the kid behind because he came with me, stuck it out with me, and I was really tough on him, and I, I had some tough times in my life, and I was tough, and I was real tough on this kid, but I took him to the Carpenters Union, and I pushed him through the door, and now he thanks me, he's got a family, he has a house, and he thanks me for everything I've done, and the kid that's in Brazil now is 10 years later, 15 years later, he's like, hey, I, I want to become a citizen, and you made me a man, and now I'm I'm, I'm out on a ship, you know, I'm a, I work on ships and uh, I'm out to sea and, you know, and I want to thank you for being tough on me
0: because I could have went the other way. It, it just seems lacking in, in certain, I'm all about academics, I'm all about learning, I'm all about education and, and there's nothing, you know, better than being educated. But I think we have a problem in this country, and I want your opinion on this, where the trades for many years, the most of my life, have been looked down on
1: absolutely there's they've been looked down on because of uh you know some guys just don't uh, don't care they're there for the paycheck and i'm i'm not clearly i mean i i'm not there for a paycheck i'm there to do it right if i can't do it right i don't want to do it you know I will, if somebody comes at me and they're like i don't want to pull a building permit or i don't want to do it the right way i'm probably not the guy for you then
0: so homeowners get the steve experience too absolutely nice nice so folks the, the, the best thing, I'm going to have a couple of these in the blog posts, are the videos that you can check out on uh, Steve Kimball's Facebook page. And, and I started watching these things just to learn, Steve, because, folks, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be, you know, framing a door or, or cutting paint into a room, stuff I don't really know how to do. But I'm like, that makes sense. What I'm trying to say, Steve, is... Your videos are, are set up step by step on how to do things, and it's not this. Da, 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 da. It's hey, this is the problem. Here's what you need to do to fix the problem. Here's how you approach it, and you know, is that your style, or is that just from experience from, from teaching people? Where's that come from? That's not normal. I,
1: I think it's just uh, my style. I mean, when I'm on when I'm on the jobs, and um, I, I mean, I hire. This is the thing. I I have been in contact with a place and a. Uh, Boston, which helps youth—you know, kids in a city, kids that you know caught up in gangs and caught up in um, trouble. You know, they have records. They—they they need a second chance. And I'm that guy that gives them like the tenth chance, the twentieth chance. <laughs> and my wife gets mad. You know, she's like, "Why do you keep? Why do you keep giving these kids chances? Giving them chances?" Because I remember I was a kid too, and I was a pretty bad kid. You know what I mean? And uh, and I and I know that. and I know that they'll grow. I know they're gonna make mistakes but I'm trying, to, I'm trying to do what my father did to me. You know what I mean? Lead me the right way. My father taught me some bad things, but I took the good things from my father and left the bad things behind, you know? I tried to.
0: So your father had a really profound effect on your life and how you approach things.
1: Absolutely. He uh, just, like, if something, if he wasn't going to do it 100% or if he couldn't buy the best materials to do it, like, you know, at the time, cola bathrooms and, you know, everything had to be top of the line. If he couldn't do it, he'd, he'd let it sit.
0: Until he could do it right. So there's a lot of people out there that get screwed over by home improvement contractors. I mean, would you mind sharing a couple of tips to people about how they can avoid, or when 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 the warning bell starts going off, when to listen? Because people just keep giving these guys money until they realize that they're getting taken for a ride.
1: Sure. What what I would say is uh, when you when you're dealing with somebody, the best thing you know is 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 Get a referral. If somebody's being referred to you, obviously they're, you know, they're a stand-up person, stand-up company. So if you can use a referral instead of like one of these companies that are just buying and selling your name, like, you know, I don't want to bash anybody, but you know, like all those lists that are out there, you know, the you know oh, the Angie's list. Sure, all those type of places, you know. So or Craigslist, you know, if you want a guy from Craigslist, you're probably gonna get, you know, you know, not that good of a job, you know. So The best thing to do is try to talk to some family friends, talk to somebody, or go to your local building department. Go to your local building department. Don't be afraid of them. And ask him who he'd refer, because he is your eyes on the job more than anybody. Because if he thinks their stuff's not going to pass, right, he sees it every day, day in and day out. Or she, you know, they'll see it. They know what's right and wrong, because they're the ones at the end of the day that are putting their stamp of approval on the work. And if anybody out there can do that, that would probably be where you'd want your recommendations from.
0: That's amazing. I mean, a lot of times people just believe what they're told and don't bother to question, or they question and they get told a, a lot of lines. Uh, one of the things that I yeah, got your videos, and folks, you gotta check this out because Steve's kind of comedian. He's kind of serious right now, but trust me, when you watch the videos, he's sitting there. I remember the first one, you're driving by this house, I forget where it is, but they have like scaffolding up, yep, and it's not done right, and you let people know in no uncertain terms how messed up this is. Sure,
1: somebody's life, you know what I mean? That's what a lot of people don't understand, you know? I I drive by stuff, I mean, my wife's always like, you know, you keep looking around, you're looking everywhere, you know? It's like, I'm I'm always looking. It's like the stuff comes to you. So you see somebody setting up a ladder, scaffolding, right up next to... Electrical wires. I just, I'd be a, I'd be an asshole if I drove by and didn't even say anything because then I know that hey, that guy could have died or that woman could have died. So I have to. I'd go knock on the door and say, hey, buddy,
0: you're doing you this actually wrong. Actually, knock on the door. I'd
1: knock right on the door. I don't. No shame, you know. No
0: shame. <laughs> and, and I'm watching. I mentioned the the. Um, you're, you're cutting paint. Is that the right term?
1: Yep, cutting in when you cut in. Yep.
0: And I tried doing that, and, and you know, I'm not a guy who works with my hands. I work with technology. Uh, that's what I've been doing for the last 25 years. That's what I did in the Marine Corps. And I tried doing it a couple times, and I about rage quit because it was so freaking hard. Yep. I couldn't believe that a little freaking paintbrush and some paint was kicking my ass the way it was. Yep.
1: Sometimes you just got to, like, like, I'll go back to stuff. It's crazy, like, uh, back to to being in the military my drill sergeant used to say to me uh, when I was firing a weapon he'd say breathe relax aim squeeze well I put those words into my head when I'm cutting in you know same idea when I'm like cutting a line I'm trying to cut a line in I'll let that breath out and I'll just let my arm follow freely but if I was breathing I'd be up and down you know so just let that breath out as you're pushing that out
0: you know pushing the stroke out you know but it made sense as the first time where i didn't feel like an idiot watching this because usually the guys are all laughing at me and i'm like you know look i'm just trying to help you out here yep and, and i feel like a total idiot because i'm like i should be able to do this and i don't but but the way you explained it was very calm it's kind of like when we load my bike in the back of the truck you're like hey man it's going to be okay we're going to do this step by step and i'll get you i'll get you up and running and I think that's missing now and it was just nice to see and that's the best part of these videos. You can see him work and evaluate his work before you even, you know, reach out to him. That must be great.
1: Yeah, so that's that's my comfort zone, you know? Like that's my only my only comfort zone is like uh, you know, building motors and you know, hands-on work, ripping stuff apart. That was my enjoyment. On the weekends, I'd spend some time with my father. We'd remodel a bathroom or a kitchen, and, you know, it was a lot tougher back then because my father would be throwing tools across the room after, <laughs> you know. So so I learned that way, so sometimes I get that way. But I try to, I try to like, take, take it down a notch, and, and I try to tell the kids today that, You know, I had five-pound sledgehammers thrown at me, you know what I'm saying? And and you guys have this, you know, you need bubble wrap around you, and that kind of, you got to toughen up, toughen your skin up, and you can probably, like I had a conversation with my doctor, and my doctor was telling me that by the time he goes through, you know, medical school, and then he goes through his internships and all that stuff, I'm going to make more money than he makes just being in the trades because he just can't, it's 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 the way it is, you know. He said that uh, it takes him so many years to catch up unless he was a plastic surgeon in, in Beverly Hills. Right. You, you're going to make the same money, you know, and all these kids today, sadly, give up too quick. Don't give up, you know what I mean? Stay in the fight, you know.
0: Well, that's the other thing, too, is a lot, lot of my friends who went to college are crushed. I mean, we're both in the same age group, and they're still 20 years later paying off college loans. Yeah. And it's impacted them being able to get a house, being able to have the kind of life they wanna have, be able to do things with their money because they're paying back these massive student loans they took. Sure. Whereas, okay, yes, you're gonna have to pay for tools, some training certifications, but you buy that hammer, you buy that jackhammer, you buy that paint system. It's making you money the next day. That's right. And it's 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 something that uh, Mike Rowe, you, and other people have said that we can get back to in this country and start building stuff.
1: Absolutely, stop building this country and stop being, stop being afraid. I see this so much with like uh with like people, you know, with ignorant people about immigration, and they just get ah uh, so like mad, like oh geez. These kids aren't working. You're taking these jobs. You're taking our jobs. Well, I'll tell you, you guys are giving them away. The American kids are giving them away. They're handing the jobs away because they don't want to show up because they go home and mommy or auntie or somebody coddles them and says it's okay. They got to stop that. They got to stop the acceptance and push them out the door like my father did and said, hey, go live in a tent if you want to live in a tent. But if you want to live under my roof, you're going to help out, you are gotta contribute, and you gotta learn something, you know?
0: So your view on immigration is these aren't lazy people, these are people who are willing to work and work and work until they get it right?
1: Work and work till they get it right, and the only thing that I've ever struggled with, and I tell the guys this all the time, You know, I've had guys from Cape Verde, I've had guys from, you know, from Guatemala, I've had guys from, you know, all over Brazil work for me. And I say, instead of being on your phone, if we're driving into Boston for that one hour, right, you have your free time, you're down, and you have this language barrier, break through that language barrier, I'm not being a prick, I'm trying to tell them, jump on your phone. And start looking at some tools and then identify them tools with your, with your site because that's how I do it. And I'm English, you know, whatever you call. It. I speak English. So I, I identify the tools. I'll look at them. And then start knowing the tools. So when somebody says to you, hey, get me a hammer, you know what you know what that tool is. And you can just go right for it and grab it and you know what it is and there's not that, you know, pointing at it 15 times. Invest in yourselves. And, and I have another kid that's, you know, that's from Somalia that worked for me. And he didn't have a high school diploma. And I told him, I said, if you want to work for Kimball Payton, you need a diploma. I'm not holding you back. You're a great worker. But you got to get your diploma. you got to get your license. Better yourself. And that's what the kid's doing right now. He's working in a restaurant. He calls me up. He says, hey, Steve, I ha- I'm working on this. I'm w- I'm on- I got my license now. I'm working on getting my GED so he's going to night school. But when he's done, I know that he's a hard worker. We already know that, you know, and then that will just add to him. I don't want to keep people down. I want to grow people. You know, that's what I want to do. I want to grow my competition. That's what a lot of these guys don't understand. I want to build these guys up. I want to make them better than they have to be because then when they open their business, they're going to be the ones competing against me and then we're going to bring the value of everything up instead of just keeping everybody down. Anybody can be the low guy on the totem pole, the low guy, the low bidder. You're going to get low quality, you know? So bring it up. It'll bring your salary up. It'll bring you up, give you a living wage, and everybody will be happy. Because at the end of the day, when you feel mistreated, because there's good there's good contractors and there's bad contractors and there's good good customers and there's bad customers, when them customers actually take advantage of people and they they end up uh you know just like you know not 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 wanting to give like that extra mile or not button heads over like change orders and stuff like that that's the stuff where you know it's just legitimate stuff you know what i mean and and that's where relationships break down you know what i mean when it comes to like a customer and a client so just going in know that nothing's ever if if you plan on doing a contract Plan on having another 20% with you just in case something goes wrong, you know? And then figure that in with your low bidder, with your high bidder. Go for the the middle-of-the-road guy, and then you know you're going to get that. You know you're going to get, you know, somewhere good.
0: Because this isn't, I've been told the challenge with New England versus other parts of the country I live is there's so many older homes that, you know, people see stuff on TV, and they think it's just snap their fingers and they'll get the new upgraded Whatever in their home, and you start tearing these homes, and they're, they're like, "Oh my God, I've got to replace, you know, beams. I've got to, you know, put lags in. I got to do all that stuff to make it right, and it's not easy."
1: Absolutely, and and you know, something a lot of people need to do is hire an architect. Spend the extra couple grand, hire an architect. They're gonna have the stamp of approval on everything. They're gonna know more than just your a typical builder even though you know builders and architects don't get along you know whatever it's just they're gonna they're gonna do all the homework for you they're they're gonna have everything all done for you and you just build it to the plans that's it any deviation from the plans then it's a change order but other than that you cover yourself you know know, it's all about liability
0: so how do people well first of all you got a Facebook page called Kimball Painting, right? Kimball Painting, yes. Okay, I'll have that link in the Oscar Mike Radio blog post. Hit the like for my page and Steve's page if you're listening. And then, how do people get in contact with you if they want you to, you know, quote a job for them?
1: Say if they want me to quote a job, they can call uh, Steve Kimball at uh, 1-781-953-1251 or Steve at Kimball Painting. Dot com. Awesome. You know, and like I said, the paint is just—that's uh, just something that was near and dear to my heart. It was my first apprenticeship I went through. You know, and uh, as an apprentice, the first year, I was sent to California out to a, a trade, you know, convention with carpenters from all over the all over the country, and. Uh, I, they entered me into a drywall finishing competition, and uh, I placed first out there on the drywall finishing really? competition, you know, so I mean, I was against uh, you know, everybody, all the other states were out there, you know, it was pretty good and that, uh, I had a good teacher back then, you know, Joe Kelp from uh, from the union, he was a good guy and he, he cared, and then uh, then what happened, kind of went sour because everything uh, turned downhill in the trades, and everything was about production instead of uh, perfection, and uh I was like one of those last guys that stayed on the perfection end, and and I just care too much. I just couldn't. When you know better, with anything in life, whether it's in the trades, or if you were a nurse, or if you were a doctor, or if you were a, you know, computer guy, and you knew something was wrong, and you and you just like, you, I just can't close my eyes to it. Same idea with the nurses. I guess they're going through that now with the question one and, you know, yes and no. You know,
0: now do the materials um, really matter? I mean. And the reason I ask that is, um, my friend saw your post. He's a he, he's in the carpenter. He's built his own house, and things. He's like, he is totally. You had a post about Chinese um, parts in a dishwasher.
1: Yep. yep. Chinese pots, and you know, you and you say if I was doing a dishwasher, there's Chinese pots and that stuff, and then I'm doing like uh, underneath my sink. Say I'm replacing a trap. You know, just a regular plumbing plumbing pot. It's made in China. They they beat the metal down like thinner, so it doesn't last as long. They everything's a throwaway society. Everything that's built today, unless you buy, you know, from a quality place, you know. I I myself, I mean, I buy a lot of German tools, you know, like uh, Festool and Hilti, you know, I'll, and Matabo. I'll buy those type of tools because last me for years, you know. I have grinders that last me grinding concrete and grinding floors and, and woodwork and everything. They'll last seven years, no problem. You go buy something, you're lucky if you know, one of those other name brands that are out there, you know, you're lucky if it lasts for a year. You know, some stuff you can use for a month and it breaks, you know?
0: He ripped about drywall. He's like, the Chinese drywall is just not the same as the American brand. In not,
1: the not even. The Chinese drywall is just full of garbage. They'll take their trash, their actual trash that that is consolidated from, you know, the landfills, and they'll squish that in with everything just as a filler. Down south, down south they're ripping out millions of homes with the drywall that was built, you know, a couple years back. They went down there when all the water, the flooding and all that stuff happened. All them homes are all, you know, just uh, hazardous now because of the junk they put in them. And they sent over here, and that's it. You know, it's pretty bad.
0: Well, Steve, this has just been, it's kind of like with my motorcycle, you know, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I'm sitting there, and it's just putting a bike on the back of a truck, but it wasn't because, first of all, the motorcycle weighs 800 pounds. Second, I didn't have anybody else besides me doing it and I, I was scared to death because I thought I could have just, just gotten killed. And you know, we sat down, we approached the problem and, and just like in the videos, it was the same thing. Okay, here's how we're gonna get it in the back of the truck. You've got this. Now we're gonna tie it down this way. I'm gonna show you a little trick that I never really realized. Just There's eyelets on my tie-down strap and I never used them. And thinking back now, yes, that's why the eyelets are there, is so you can get a good cinch on the piece of equipment without having to compromise the hook. Yep. I I never thought about that. Yep. Never crossed my mind. And and so you'd be well worth your time to go to Kimball Payne and check out some of his videos, uh, send him an email, drop him a phone call, have all this information in the Oscar Mike radio blog post. But the thing I'm really impressed about is even before the military, you took something that was bad for you, went in the military and made something better out of yourself. And now you're taking that and trying to help other people become the best they can be, to kind of coin the army phrase. And at the end of the day, I mean, yeah, your wife might get a little irritated sometimes, but she has to see this in you and really admire that. I'm, I'm hoping
1: she does, you know. I'm hoping she. I'm hoping she does. I really am, you know. And and like I said, with kids and like. Uh, you know, the, like I said, again, the program Roca. you know, you, if any contractors out there, if any, like, people are looking to employ someone, you know, that you reach out to them. They're over in Chelsea, Mass. And, uh, you know, those kids are just looking for somebody, you know, to, to give them that break. You know what I mean? To give them that break that uh, they, they haven't got, you know. And once they feel accepted and they're part of something, just like I was part of the Army, once they feel accepted and they're part of something – you know, they're probably going to be a best uh, teammate you've ever had.
0: Well, folks, I mean, you, you heard it here from the horse's mouth. You heard it here from the man with the plan. Uh, Steve definitely knows what he's talking about. It's an encouraging and entertaining and educational to watch his videos, especially when he gets on a riff. It's, it's really entertaining, but also educational because you realize he expects more out of himself. So this is episode 120. All the information will be in the blog post and on the Facebook page. Look for the Facebook Live replay next week. And my name is Travis with Steve Kimball of Kimball Payne. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Steve. Thank you for having me. This is Omar, this is Travis, and we are on the move.